successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation. I'm your host Jason Grill. Thanks for listening today on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you connected with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation before we get into today's show. They are Kretcher Hartland, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group Real Estate, Andrew Bash, guest co-host and contributor. Ken Hertz Perry, attorneys at law from the finest lawyers in Kansas City. John Ken Hertz, guest co-host and contributor. Catalyst Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer, contributor. If you need to know anything about what's going on in government here in the Missouri and Kansas, he's your guy. The Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange, Jay Rieger and Co., Ryan Maybe. Kansas City Power and Light District, and two West Advisors, and Ryan Rink. The reason why I wanted to talk to our sponsors first is because we're lucky enough to have two of the partners, two of the Grill Nationals, in studio today. We have John Kinnaird. <laughs> <laughs> and Danny Pfeiffer in studio today. Uh, welcome, guys. How are you? Excellent. I'm good. Mark just uh, threw that up there. That was pretty cool. Well done, Mark. Um, Mark is... Uh... Mark's a real wild card sometimes. I don't think I think he should have his Mark should have his own show, if you want my opinion. You never quick, know what you're gonna get. Real quickly, I want to mention uh we're gonna be here with Danny and John talking about some really hot button issues as well as some business uh questions here in the first three segments of the show. And in our final segment today, we will talk to uh Mira Sinetic, who is the uh, founder of City Age, which is an awesome, awesome event that's coming to Kansas City next week, October 29th and 30th. Uh, Miro has an extensive journalistic career all throughout the world, and uh, City Age is going to be an event that's going to bring around mayors and uh, basically all the big-time CEOs here in Kansas City to talk about building an urban city and things Kansas City has done to do that. So Miro will be in our final segment today, so make sure to, to stay tuned for that. It's a real interesting interview uh, with Miro. So, guys, I wanted to kind of touch base with you. First off, let's let's plug your guys' uh, websites and, and, and Twitter feeds as well. Let's start with Danny. Uh, Catalyst Group Online, you can go check it out. We just revamped it, did a little bit of a rebranding exercise. Uh, I saw that. New, it looked good. got a new logo. You like that? It looked really good. You like that? I'll explain the meaning behind it to you at some point okay. when we have like three hours. Okay. Um, so www.catalystgrouponline.com, and uh, my Twitter's dpife, D-P-F. E-I-F-E, very complicated, uh, but go check it out. Yep, Danny is, is a tweeter. So, uh, John, what about you? KennyHurtsPerry.com? KennyHurtsPerry.com. Close to the mic. Is this your first uh, oh, rodeo sorry. here on the show? Sorry, sorry. KennyHurtsPerry.com, yeah. <laughs> Who are you I, texting? I was uh, tweeting. As he's <laughs> tweeting. And what is your uh, Twitter? Uh, well, actually, I was just checking to make sure because I used to have a couple of them, but it's at uh, John Hertz is my Twitter account. Very cool. Um Check those guys out and, uh, you know, obviously follow me at Jason Grill. Sometimes we get into some heated conversation, whether it's about mm. the Royals, politics, Uber, uh, Uber, uh, whatever. You know, that you was can- one of my, that was one of my probably most favorite Twitter experiences ever. That was like your coming out on Twitter. I mean, it was incredible with Sly James 
and like the whole controversy. Like I get it now, like how people get really into tweeting at other people, especially when you get like a response. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> exhilarating. For like 12 hours around the build up to this vote on the city council, John was a prolific tweeter. <laughs> well, it was the Uber. three of us. Yeah. And, and we had, we had the, the GM of Uber, Andy hung on the show. Yeah. With yeah. Danny. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was fun. Good, good times. We have Uber now, thanks to, to John Kenny Hertz. No, thanks to Danny. Um, okay, so what's going on here in presidential politics? And this, we're going to get into that briefly in the segment. Uh, we had a Democratic debate, which we hadn't had one, and Hillary pretty much crushed it, in my mm, opinion. I thought that, that was that's. I think that was Hillary's opinion as well. I thought that was the entire media's opinion. I Every know, conservative, no, no, Wall no, Street no, Journal, no, the no, Fox News, no. she crushed it. Who, Larry so, David? Oh, Larry David. Oh, at Post and Saturday Night Live. <laughs> oh, is that not the? Was Bernie that? Sanders is who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. No. So, so I thought really Larry David was running for. <laughs> if Larry David were running for president oh. right now, this thing would so be over. Is, over. You know, Larry, people compare Bernie Sanders to the George Steinbrenner in Seinfeld. Yeah, but that was Larry David playing <laughs> exactly. That. So right. he really is Larry David. But you if, thought Bernie Sanders did better than Hillary? No, I no, I really didn't. I think as everybody probably would assume, and you guys are the experts on politics, not me. But from a non-expert or layman's opinion, I thought Hillary, I mean, she's a force to be reckoned with. And I think that, you know, I think everybody would, maybe not everybody, but I think a, a female president is probably um, overdue. And if there's a sure female that like could it. run the country as much as my my dad and, my, <laughs> and, and, and a lot of people would say I'm crazy, I mean, I don't know. I think she'd probably do a good Here's, job. Here's the thing. I think to guys like Jason and I in particular, to politicos, Hillary won because we look at it and we say, well, she stayed on message. She was on script. She performed, looked good, her body language. The thing is, she didn't act in a way that the candidates who are leading in the polls today acted. She acted scripted. She acted, mm -hmm. I think, uh, the, the critique is that she's sort of consultant-driven, message-tested. And, you know, I think when you look at the polls, I mean, look, look at the, the primary polls today. I mean, the candidates who are leading or surging or garnering the largest crowds at their events and getting the most attention are the candidates who are the non-political sort of types. But as right? the debate goes, she she won the debate. Now, as as Bernie debate Sanders goes, not, was not debating. He was just up there talking, yelling. He's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the thing about Hillary is whenever she was attacked, she had the one up card on everyone. Mm. They attacked her for a vote on Iraq. Well, President Obama put me to be Secretary of State if they attacked her for right. this, that. You donated to my campaign in 2008, Martin O'Malley. Right. So she always says the Trump card. The question is now is we, we're taking Interesting, interesting choice there. Right. The Trump card. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> the, the question is, though, is as we tape this today, this way on Saturday, obviously it's Saturday, is, is, is Joe Biden. And, uh, you know, there's all these reports of him getting in, getting out. We'll, we'll obviously, hopefully we'll know that. Uh, by by the time this airs, but what do you think if if he does get in? What is the effect, Andy? I mean, yeah. who is, does he take votes? From? I think he gets in. Okay. Um, I have some friends I've done work with over the years that are relatively close to the family, and you know, I was good friends with his son. Um, and don't I don't know the vice president never met him, but um, was good friends with his son. And I, you know, I think that he's getting in this thing. Um, the, but but what what can he actually win? That's the question. You know, because where is he going to pull votes from? Well, I think that – look, I think that he is a very – well, from the Democrat base who have known him and loved him for 30-plus years in politics. Mm -hmm. I mean I think that he is a very, very formidable uh, force and, and a real problem for Hillary. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't – as I talk to Democrats, and I know – I sort of know where you're at on this, Jason. 
But you, I think you even even you have to admit that there are a lot of Democrats who are kind of over the Clinton thing and who would would like to see a alternative. But to Joe Clinton. Biden is kind of the guy that fills in if everything just falls out. You know, he, I don't he's know. ran four times before. Right. You know, he's well. People love him, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I think he might have waited too long on this one. Maybe, so. maybe, pro, maybe, maybe so. before the debate. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that the debate's definitional or that is meaningful. And you know, I think that if he can get an operation up and running in Iowa, he can be competitive. Um, I, I, I don't think that I, I don't think there's any meaning to any certain date. Um, people like to ascribe meaning to that kind of stuff. I don't think there is, and I don't think there's any point where it's too late, except for the point where he can't raise enough money to be competitive. Right. Um, John, we got I, thirty let, seconds left. Let's get your take real quick. Sorry, Danny. Larry David. So, so do you think Biden's in the race? Uh, yeah, no, I do, and I think that it's going to be inter- interesting to see how the media covers it and who loses in that regard. Which I think is going to be Hillary. Hillary is going to lose a lot of coverage. That's my my guess. But do you think Hillary still is, is a stronger candidate yes. in the long run? Yes. Okay. Look at that. Danny, <laughs> there you go. Seven uh, seconds left in this seven. We'll be right back on Grill Nation. Uh, you're listening to Talk 980 AM. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running past like a man on a wire. Can't stop laughing, but I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Nero. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make it. Welcome anywhere. back to the show. This is the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill alongside guest hosts and contributors, partners of Grill Nation, Grill Nationals, the one and the only Danny Pfeiffer and Johnny Kenny Hertz. When did this song come out? This was uh, high around. school or college for you guys? Got, oh, high school. Early high school. Yeah, well, who, who is this? Crisscross. This is House of Pain. Yeah. Oh, House <laughs> of Pain, yeah. What was the guy's name, the main guy that... Uh, I have no idea. I don't either. Anyways. Yeah, uh, we're old. You're listening to Talk 980 AM. You can check us out on grillnationshow.com. You can check out um, Danny and John on their Twitter handles, which are, again... Uh, what are they again, guys? At John Kenny Hertz. At John Kenny Hertz and at DP... At D-P-F-E-I-F-E. What? House of Pain, 1992. 1992. My freshman year. Who's the guy? Who's the main guy? Check out Danny, too, at CatalystGroupOnline.com <laughs> and John Ken here. It's at KennyHertzPerry.com. Um, guys, we were uh, talking about politics. I want to move kind of closer to home here and talk about Kansas City. Uh, you guys are, you know, have one of the finest offices on the plaza, actually, uh, you know, very interesting to talk to you about that because you guys sit over one of the storefronts, correct? Correct. Um, you know, and Highwoods just announced that they're going to be selling the plaza. Mm-hmm. And so you guys have been there for a while. Tell me about kind of that experience. I want to get into if you think the the Highwoods uh, deserves, imp- deserves credit, I guess you would say, for improving the Country Club Plaza. That's kind of the general issue here. Tell us about your experience what is it like having an office there? Is parking an issue? I mean, there's all kinds of things people think about when they move their businesses, and Plaza is a pl- good piece of realty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great piece of real estate. I think it's a great place to have an office. I love our space. I We've been too. there. We entertain a lot there. It's a it's really fun. Um, Best and- art fair party of 2015. <laughs> Expecting bigger things <laughs> in 2016. You. Hopefully, we'll also have a girl national Christmas party there this year. Maybe oh, perhaps. yeah, we should. There well, we go. Sorry. And when you think about the things that you like to have, uh, in and around your office. I mean, there are only a couple of places in the city really you can you can you can locate if you want the things I want, which is proximity 
to restaurants, coffee shops, the uh, Apple uh, Store, uh, population center. So the you Apple guys store. send right. people. You guys send people more to your office. That's the thing. In my business, we usually go to people's offices, and when they're in, if, well, you're, if you're in the media or PR or public affairs, but you're always going to someone else's office because. Right. So you guys actually have a lot more clients probably come to your offices. Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, uh, in the law business, it's definitely a lot easier to have people come to my office, and as well, it saves them money. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it, it essentially makes me more money since I'm just a glorified hourly employee billing my time. Got to have your recoverables, man. Yeah. And Living I mean, in the billable world, you know, it's it's a like Danny said, the, all of the things that so we were in Prairie Village uh, a few years ago. And when we moved down to the plaza, it is it, it's a life changer in the sense that. And it, it doesn't have to be the plaza. It could be anywhere. And it, they have this, you know, same situation in other cities where you've got office, you know, space on the second and third floors above shops and restaurants and all that kind of stuff. And I think just from a pure quality of life perspective, I wouldn't want it any other way. We drive down there. You know, you can work all day, grab coffee, yeah, go it's lunch. Convenient, it's great, great location. I don't think I there are it. any parking issues. I think you got to give Highwoods credit. I mean, I remember when they came in and took over, there were some growing pains. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of this kind of like growing, you know, everyone kind of realizing you got to grow up. And some people didn't like their approach and the changes that they wanted to make. But you can't argue, I don't think, with the success. I mean, the plaza's busy. Um, there are always new stores coming in. If you're, you know, I, I you know, you, if you look at the types of stores that are coming in, we're much more competitive in getting the kinds of stores that you want to see in the city if cities our size are bigger. Um, so I think they've done a pretty good job. Okay, so now they're um, they're selling it, and there's there's all kinds of conflicting reports. You know, does it become more of an office driven area? Does it not? Does it stay local, or does it stay kind of bigger types of restaurants and whatnot to be able to afford the fees? I mean, what what do you guys what do you guys think should happen, and what do you think will happen? Well, I, you know, I, I I think that the Highwoods might get a bad rap. I think it begins with the fact that they're not a local company. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Yeah, that's huge. Right. And then, you know, the fact that it's difficult for local businesses to be able to afford such high rent. Well, I don't necessarily think that's Highwoods' fault. I mean, no, I we met that. with, Danny and I met with uh, Highwoods a long time ago on a project, I don't know, five or six years ago, maybe longer Anyway, and, you know, the representative from, from Highwoods basically said, God forbid we run it like a business, meaning that they've got to get as most the most that they can get out of any one of their locations. And so and that's what they do. And I think they've done a lot. I think they've done a lot for yeah, look, the Plaza. And a lot of, you know, in the last few years, there's been this sort of um, uh, this new, like, buy local, all Kansas City stuff, which is really cool, by yeah. the way. It's what, it makes us all... Proud to be from Kansas City, love Kansas City, and whether it be you know what, no matter what it is, we are all big supporters of that. And I know the three of us in particular talk about it all the time. Right. But the reality is, you can't. how many Kansas City shirts have I bought in the last two right. three months? Right. right. Whether right whether it's a KC KC shirts or the KC hats by who are you know whatever the sock one hundred one studio, <laughs> there you go. whatever Kansas City company it is, you know we all work really hard to support and buy local. But the reality is, you can't the plaza and, and other developments like the plaza can't sustain and continue growth just off of local business. And so you have to have a nice blend of it. And I think think they do. I mean, if you look at some of the local stores, I mean, you've got Charlie Hustle just popped up. You've got, 
Parlor. You know, parlor. Yeah. You got Three Dog Bakery. I mean, there's the Graham and Dunn. Uh, they just have it. They've got a new restaurant. I mean, there right. is a really good mix of local businesses that Absolutely. I think. Absolutely, you got Baldwin Classic Cup. Lots of right. lots of Kansas City owned and operated businesses on the. You don't plaza. hear about that enough, though. No, right. you don't. All you hear about is oh, there was a California Pizza Kitchen for a while, which is, <laughs> isn't there any longer. But so so, what's next? I mean, you guys think that the new purchasers will be local, or do you think they're going to have a national? Firm come in. What are your uh, predictions? Well, there's gonna. I mean, pretty big price tag on this. What is it? Sixty I know, are we, are, six acres. I heard you had some? a good year in uh, revenue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, your, right. your projections are pretty no, high no, this year no. for both of you. But uh, I don't look. I, let's let's pull some money together and buy the plaza. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, <All right. laughs> we can maybe buy like one square of the uh, sidewalk. You can buy half a California Pizza Kitchen. The exactly. Old one. My prediction. You know, my I don't know much about commercial real estate, but my guess is that it's bought by another large company that manages yeah, large real estate projects and will continue to be run like it has been. And, you know, the plaza is the plaza. If they do a good job, it'll continue to grow and thrive. And we've seen that. I mean, it's changed a lot in the last five years with the development on the west side. Um, I mean, it, and, and, and then the, the hall's moving and that mm-hmm. they're redeveloping that entire building. It's going to be totally different over the next And I think the, hall, the hall's moving, I think, was kind of a, um, I don't know, I think it, I think it got a lot of people talking about Highwoods and the Plaza because Halls was such a landmark it was the know, anchor, store. Right? Yeah, it was like the anchor. local Hallmark company. Well, I mean, from a business, pure business standpoint, it made sense for them to move. We had Kelly Cole on the show, and he explained that, and it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, and I think Highwoods is doing what they're doing, what they have to do, which is create more, um, more jobs by by bringing in more businesses and they're splitting it up and doing the improvements that they're doing i think it's going to be or awesome is, you know kansas city's kind of a parochial town and we like things the way they are and i think we're a little bit averse to change you, you know? say that again. I, I mean really right is yeah. it's just sort of a general part of our distemperament but the reality is like i don't hear anyone saying man i really wish the plaza was like it was 20 years ago we all like it. it right. It's changed. For I, can't, the I don't even remember what it was like twenty years ago. I know I mean, it's right? hard to remember growing up what it was really like. I don't. I mean, you remember a couple more like grocery store type places, but but that's what's dry cool. cleaners and stuff like that. That's what's cool about the area is it. First of all, is I wish it had a grocery store. I wish we could get if, if, if anyone affiliated with Dean and Deluca is listening. Oh. We could. <laughs> well, for a while, that Miners, uh, what was it, Miners Deli or Market or something? That was great. I lived down there. And then, like a year after I had moved in, that place moved out. Awesome. But it was awesome. Speaking of Kansas City, I want to talk real briefly uh, about this job growth in the Kansas City metro area remaining sluggish. There's a report uh, this week actually that said that that you know by comparison, Kansas City is not growing as quickly as cities like Denver, uh, Indianapolis, St. Louis, Minneapolis all experienced employment gains, which is weird because you know there's so many positive things happening in our market right now. What are your guys' take on that? Yeah. I, I think that. Uh, you know the the area's grow the Kansas City metropolitan area grew by three point one percent to over two million in the last four years, which right. is a, a positive. But uh, but lost sixty seven hundred jobs. Yeah, I saw that. But so okay, so I saw That's the comparison. Weird. You know, in terms of the in terms of the number of jobs. But when you look at the other cities that they compared to, they're all larger cities than us for one thing, um, and they all are unique and in or are we are unique in that we are on the state line. Mm-hmm. Um and our metropolitan is split down the middle. None of the other cities are like that either. And you have very fierce competition between the states to lure businesses, and we've seen that, right? right. So, I mean, I don't think it's a big surprise, and I don't think it's a fair comparison, frankly. Um, now, w- job loss statistically as a percentage is concerning, uh, but but when you look at it 
I think, on the whole, and compare it to the size of the cities and consider the fact that we're the only metropolitan split, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's fair. Comparison. And it's, we've got 13,000 more people, which is always employing 13,000 more people, even but, though we lost 6,700 jobs in the last six months. See, that's always confusing. It's Poli- numbers. <laughs> politicians always go through that, and it's like, oh, we've increased this amount of jobs, but lost this amount of jobs, therefore we're net negative. I don't yeah, At but, some point, the big businesses have to well, I move also jobs think, downtown, though, in my opinion. Just my opinion. I agree. I I, we'd seeing, all like to see that. I'd love, to see, like I'd to, love see that. to see new buildings being built downtown and, and more structures, but I agree there's all kinds of tax issues. And, and Jason, you know better than anyone here what's happening in the tech industry mm-hmm. and the growth and the entrepreneurial space here. Um, I was I represent Tesla Motors, as you know. I was in our new space on the plaza to give them a plug. I haven't been there yet. Oh, it's amazing. you got to go it check out. it out, go ch- test drive a car. But I was in there. We were t- I was talking to the guys in there, and they were talking. They, they, you know, they're involved with all the same organizations that you are mm-hmm. that support entrepreneurialism and tech, the growth of tech in Kansas City. And I was amazed to hear the store, you know, the sort of their view of where Kansas City ranks nationally and how how much growth opportunity is here in in those sectors in that in in those industries. Um, for example, the the, the thir- largest third party uh, app developer for Tesla located in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Who would ever think that, yeah. right? So just things like that. that are, I think we are cultivating. My point in all that is, I think we're starting to cultivate um, uh, an environment where we could see an explosion in jobs um, if this trend continues the so. right way. I hope so. John Ken here. It's Danny Pfeiffer joining Grill Nation today. We'll be right back after the break. First things first, I'm the realest, realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. I just want to chill, got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money, introduced it to my stove. Showed her how to whip and now she remakes it for low. Welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on 980 AM and on talk980am.com as long as well as on iTunes and TuneIn Radio and GrillNationShow.com. want to th- quickly thank our sponsors, partners of Grill Nation with Jason Grill again, Kretcher Heartland, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Kenny Ertz Perry, Catalyst Government Affairs, The Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange, Jay Rieger & Co., Kansas City Power and Light District, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Thank you for partnering and supporting with Grill Nation. Also want to preview our next segment. We will have Miro uh, Cernetek, who's the founder of City Age, a conference that will be here next week, October 29th and 30th, in Kansas City. Some of the best and brightest people and, and policymakers from across the country and CEOs from across Kansas City speaking about how to make an urban city great. Uh, they came here three years ago for their first USA convention, and they will be back here this next week. Uh, you're going to want to listen to this interview. It will be next segment, next after the break, with Miro Cernetic from City H. Got the Grill Nationals in studio today. Danny Pfeiffer and John Kenny Hertz with our special song, House of Pain, today. Been talking about a lot of issues. I also want to say uh, congratulations to Andrew Bash, who's also one of the partners of the show, for his his interesting speech he gave on anti-bullying today. Congrats, Andy. Congrats, Andy. Congrats. Um, we, we wish he was here, but we'll see him again in the next couple weeks. Uh, guys... We talked about politics. We talked about the things going on in the city of Kansas City. I want to talk to you now about kind of more of a business kind of topic. I know you're both entrepreneurs. Um, what do you think is the most important thing you need to have a business be successful? I, I've, I've charted out four different things. I wanted you kind of to go through these and tell me which you think is the most important thing. Number one, willingness willingness to take risks. 
Number two, reliance on data. Number three, employee relations. Number four, ability and desire to innovate. Five, money. <laughs> okay, there we go. Why is that? Well, I mean. So all those things, what what do those things add up to making more money? Well, I the mean, four that you mentioned add up to zero. I think if you add the fact that you've got to have, I mean, look, so we work with businesses of all sizes. I spoke with or to a. Again, uh, that's, a, that's an attorney. John is an attorney. Kenny Hertz Perry. I spoke with a, um, well, a class at KU at the Edwards campus on Monday and a fast track class at, at UMKC the other day. <clears throat> Entrepreneurial expert. Wow. You really are a thought leader these days. Well, listen, I think that most importantly, yes, you need all of those things. Do you need knowledge in regards to whatever it is your business is doing? Do you have to, you know, wake up in the morning and think about it and go to sleep at night thinking about it, all of those things? But, you know, we deal with a lot of financing for companies and capital raises and we do private placement memorandums and, you know, all things investor related. Mm -hmm. It's a really important part of a business. And unless you have your own money, you better figure out a way to go get some, uh, whether it's from a bank, friends, family, investors. So it's, I can't believe that's not on your list. Well, it wasn't on the list, actually. Maybe I should re- rephrase the list there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I, should, pull, I pulled that question from a very reputable. Maybe I shouldn't have pulled that question from an entrepreneurial magazine. <laughs> no. It should have been pulled from like Fortune or. Uh, exactly. <laughs> where's, uh, like, where's hard work on this list? You, uh, know, I mean? you know, those are just four different those things are just I pulled. Assumed. I, I guess mean, it's just assumed. Is Will, okay, so let's look at these four things. Let's, okay. let's clear out let's, the, uh, the question there. Which one of those is the most important to you when you look at a business? Willingness to take risk, reliance on data metrics, employee relations, or ability and desire to innovate. What do you guys think out of those four is the most needed? What leads to the most success and what do you kind of value? What, what do you, when you look at those things, what do you think is the most important for companies? Not maybe not yours, but companies that you like to, would like to invest in or think are doing well. I, you know, look, I, well, I think the ability to uh, desire to innovate is critical. You have to be willing in any business, no matter if you're manufacturing widgets or selling yourself through a consultant service or consultancy or whatever, you have to be willing to adapt. And mm-hmm. if you're not, especially in this age of technology, I mean, you just, every industry has changed in some way um, by technology. And if you're not willing to innovate and adapt to what's happening, you know, you're dead. So to me, that is that's probably critical and it applies across the board no matter what kind of business that you're in. Mm-hmm. Kenny Hertz, I mean, for our business, our most important issue is getting business and clients. Referrals, yeah. And, and work, Kenny work. Hertz went off the list again. Did you notice that twice? Now? He did. He doesn't follow directions I don't really like well. To conform. <laughs> um, okay, so are, you know, most of my business businesses I work with are purely mostly referral based, right? Um, is that true for you? I mean, I know yeah. there's a lot of people that advertise, obviously, but you're more of a thought leader. You put your, your time into thought leadership, into speeches, and you don't – I think that's where you get your most business, you're, referrals. You are correct. And But that – okay, so a couple of things. It requires us to – obviously to be competent and do a good job. It requires us to maintain relationships with our clients, even if we haven't you know, done any work for them for a while. I had a client call on, uh, I don't know, the earlier – in the week saying, Hey, you know, haven't talked to you for a year and a half, but I've got a deal I want to do that type of thing where it's difficult as an attorney. And maybe in some of the things that you do as well, where you don't see an immediate return on what it is that you're doing. So we go, I have to go out and do things, including this radio show just to be out there so that people know, Hey, 
we're, we're, this is what we're doing. This is where we are. We can help well, you. I, I can tell you since you've been doing this radio show or since you've been speaking more often, I have lawyers coming up to me asking if I know you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and mm. wanting to get a meeting with you. And I'm, I'm very hesitant. Yeah, as, as, I, I, don't, no. I don't want to let you go, John. I don't want to <laughs> let other people have John Kinney. Yeah, the first the true story. The first time I did this show the next day after the day I oh, yeah. aired, uh, I went into the plaza Starbucks and to grab an afternoon, uh, coffee and the barista asked me if i was that if i was that guy true on story. the radio show true story i love it i love it man it kind of it all kind of creeped back. me out a little bit to be honest <laughs> it's like when just... john gets someone that tweets at him yeah <laughs> it's like whoa i got an alert yeah an alert. and then it's like oh okay so you guys went off the book there um sorry i think we've played out that topic um you know i know danny travels a lot mm-hmm uh, I know John, you're you're pretty fit too. You I used to a travel a lot. Used to travel a lot. Oh, now we're talking about fitness. No, 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 no. This isn't the annual fitness show. Okay, good. We're, this is that's the John Kenny here. It's Jason Grill annual <laughs> fitness show. I like that. One. But um, you know, when you're on the road, do you guys do you guys work out or what do you do? How do you stay active when you're on the road? Because I was out in the out in Albuquerque a couple weeks ago and I went on one run. But you eat so much of those conferences when you're in meetings. It's like you're in another. You don't feel normal. It's um, really hard. I mean, I travel about 200 days a year. Uh, which is a lot. 200 yes. to 280. Right. No, 200. And it, it's a lot. And it's very hard to stay committed because you're jet lagged. You're tired from travel. You eat a lot. You, you know, you have social functions. If you drink, you might drink too much. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. But you just have to stay. It, you have to have a real focus on it and stay committed to it. I mean, it's very, very difficult. But I've kind of taken to like doing activities outside to see the cities I'm in because that's yeah. more interesting to me rather than going down to the hotel gym. Mm-hmm. So I was in Atlanta last week, stayed near Piedmont Park, ran every morning in Piedmont Park, not because I really wanted to run, because I found the park to be so interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically like Central Park in Atlanta. It's really it's oh, an really? amazing place. And so I find I found ways to kind of motivate myself yeah. that are outside of just getting see, to work you, out you, you well. probably didn't do that as much at first, but now you do that. Because you've been traveling so much. Yeah, and just sort of finding things, you know, like there are a few things I like to do when I travel. I like to, I mean, I like to explore and see the city, so that's a great way to do it. Don't and you frankly, wish Danny, don't you you wish Danny would Snapchat more just so we could experience that, John? Yes. All these cities he's getting to see? Yeah. Um, His life's it. pretty exciting if I'll you think, think about it. it. I know, it really yeah. is. Well, speaking kind of, of makes me want to be, get back into lobbying your government here, you know. Like speaking this guy. of, maybe Danny, uh, I can be Danny's uh, personal assistant. We'll see. Speaking of fitness, Can't didn't, you, you. Didn't, <laughs> didn't you just run a marathon? I did actually last Saturday, a week from today. And Danny was upset that it shut down the city. It, yeah, he was. I mean, basically brought all commerce in the city to a screeching halt for six well, hours. Well, I can tell you, I only street... did the half, and I was done it in about two hours and ten minutes. Apparently, so. there's no way to run twenty whatever miles around Kansas City without shutting down every. Street yeah. between it was, state see, line they, they, and truth. They do that because they want it to be a full view of the city, so you get uh-huh. to see all. You run through. I tell you what, the first six miles from downtown to the plaza were easy, and I haven't run or trained at all. It was going back up Gillum, up those. Yeah, hills. I heard you I wanted to those big hills. Myself. Yeah, around John's uh, neighborhood. Yeah, it was brutal. My I legs drive, started shaking around mile twelve. I drive down Gillum every day to the plaza, and it is it's my new favorite stretch of road because it's kind of like a racetrack. <laughs> Especially if you're in Danny's new car. I mean, it, w- it was incredible. And it's very hilly. But I would never run up or down it because I just wouldn't The only reason I did that is because I signed up, up to do that. And I said, once you sign up for something, you do it. Um, even though I'm still sore a mm. week later. Um, okay, well, Danny, thanks for those tips. Uh, lastly, we've got a couple minutes left. Uh, World Series ticket. What would you pay? Mm. Um, I guess we're going to be airing this show on Saturday. At so, home or away? At home. Yeah, so, well, that's interesting. Uh, 
Here's my take on it right now. This I, segment could be completely <laughs> off kilter here, Listen, but in general. I'm going to talk very generally about World Series tickets. I went to three games last year, spent way too much money, and we lost all three of those games. So I have promised to multiple people that I will not attend any World Series games, at least not. That's a more interesting topic, actually. We don't have very much time. You did not lose, you did not lose all three. Yeah, I went to three games, not all worlds. Okay, there was yeah. one playoff game, yeah. two worlds. Yeah, that makes games. sense. I, I got to tell you, I've been shocked. I'm going to go off subject because we and we have like a minute left. But I have been shocked. I've really started paying attention to this. The number of my friends who are superstitious about <laughs> oh, about, gotcha. about the impact of their personal activities <laughs> on the success yeah. of a baseball team, yeah. which the they don't on. play for. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. hey, I, I mean, I'm not talking about Hosmer. I'm talking about my buddy down the street who refuses. He sits on the same seat in the couch every home game because he believes. That means they'll win. It's or, insane. Or at, the office, insane? It's, or at the office with these day games, or, it's or like, hey, don't come in here. Do or, not come in here. Or won't wash their sock 101s right. because they're on Danny, a winning streak. It's a combination of everybody that is a true fan abiding by their own superstition that creates a win. I don't and believe And that's in science. It. No, I don't believe that's true. <laughs> well, that is a nice blue gingham shirt you're wearing today. Can you hear it? I wear it. Is uh, it good luck? <laughs> my game day shirt. <laughs> Um, appreciate you guys coming in today to the show. You always add flair and uh, are very knowledgeable in what you do, uh, whether that's politics, law, you know, consulting work. Uh, just just two great Kansas Cityans, guys. If you if you haven't if you haven't done any business with these guys or met them, you need to meet them. John Ken Hertz, Kenny Hertz Perry, Attorneys at Law, Danny Pfeiffer, Catalyst Government Affairs. Keep saying nice things. We'll keep coming. Check in. them out at KennyHertzPerry.com and CatalystGroupOnline.com. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. No, no thanks from you, Kenny Hertz? Oh, I thought we were done. <laughs> I turn the music up, I got my red clothes on, I shut the world outside until the lights... We could fly, cause we all have wings, but some of us don't know why... Welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining me again on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you listening as well on iTunes and TuneIn Radio today, as well as on GrillNationShow.com. Very exciting event coming up here in Kansas City next Thursday and Friday. Uh, we're going to be having the City Age event, which you can check out at CityAge.org. I'm very excited to have one of the founders of City Age, uh, Miro Sernetig, uh, on the line from Vancouver, Canada. Uh, welcome to the show, Miro. How are you? Uh, very well, Jason. It's good to be on your show. Hey, Miro, talk to us about a little bit about your background. I know you come out of the journalist background, but uh, let's get into that first before we set up the stage for City Age. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, you know, um, I was born in Scotland, grew up in Canada, and then uh, I became a journalist for a, a paper called The Globe and Mail, and then I was basically a national correspondent and covered the Arctic and then um, China and then the uh, United States out of New York and the U.N. Um, so I was a long-time cor- you know, correspondent, and... Uh, I did that until about five years ago, so I uh, had a pretty good time doing all of that. That must have been interesting, uh, traveling and, and being based in, in places like China and whatnot. Uh, probably got to see a lot of different cities, didn't you? Yeah, you know, one of the things that I, uh, it's, it's kind of ironic, I used to cover a lot of uh, sort of, you know, big international events um, in the last part of my career anywhere, anyway, and I always kind of thought of cities as sort of something you left to City Hall, but what it, what I did realize uh over the years, and, I've, and I think it's even truer today, is that the urbanization rates and how we're building and rebuilding cities uh, today are, are, is one of the more um, important um, 
uh, questions of our of our of our generation mm-hmm. um, and the next generation. And I think they you know the cities will shape the future just because so many people are moving into cities everywhere. Right. Um, and so you mentioned five years ago you, you started off on your own. You started a consulting firm. Is that right? Yeah, I started uh, I started a branding firm, which I still do now. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, uh, that was a lot of you know private sector work, but also some public policy work, um, looking at sort of how you uh, make issues really, uh, um, have, you know, really amplify them for people um, mm-hmm. and for governments and get, get things on the agenda and keep them on the agenda. That's right. And then so, so out of that, City Age, you started the City Age Media Group. And, you know, explain to our listeners exactly what City Age is and talk to me about the cities you guys have been in so far. Yeah, I, I started City Age with my, my partner, um, colleague, uh, um, Mark Andrew was also from government, and uh, you know we got on and we had this idea. And, um, and what City Age has become is really uh, it started in Vancouver, and the, the first American uh, conferences were based in the U.S. as well. Was in Kansas City um, uh, because Sly James, Mayor Sly James from Kansas City, Missouri, had come up there, and uh, you all down there were doing uh, Google Fiber, mm-hmm. and that was a really interesting topic. And then we thought, well, that'd be a great place to come and take this conversation on cities and start it in the United States, but. Uh, what City Age is now is that we've you know been doing it for about uh, three and a half years, and uh, it's really become a network of about four thousand five hundred people, and growing with each thing we do, of people in the private sector, public sector, uh, research, and uh, you know civil society, who are the real leaders and decision makers on how we build cities and how we design them, how we finance them, how we ensure uh, social equity in them. So there, it's really a gathering place and a uh, for all these sort of people. And the level of people is really interesting. You know, we get people from uh, the White House, uh, United Nations, uh, right down to the city managers in big cities and small cities. And usually what we do is we uh, collaborate very, very tightly with uh, wherever we go. Uh, in this case, it's Mayor James and, um, and you know, and, uh, and other, other people in Kansas City and some key sponsors, including the Coffin Foundation um, and Black and Beach uh, Populous. Um, Got a great list. Of, got a great list of uh, of sponsors too. So, so that's pretty interesting. So yeah, you started here in Kansas City in the U.S., uh, which is just a huge uh, testament to all the things that have been happening uh, in our in Kansas City, Missouri, and obviously in the tech sector, and all and also you know hopefully. And one of the things I'm very passionate about, Miro, is also you know like you said, bridging the gap between entrepreneurs, uh, policymakers. Uh, people that actually are trying to build a good urban core uh, and kind of connecting all those different people, like you said, from both a, the, a business standpoint and a public policy standpoint. Yes, and what's happening across the United States, it's happening um, in most uh, many cities in the world, but I think the United States is really interesting, is that there's a there's a, um, a transformation happening in, in, in key cities in the United States. The cities that are, have been around for a couple hundred years in some cases have gone through a lot of economic and social cycles. And the reason that uh, you know we chose Kansas City, we thought it was actually kind of, you know it's an iconic city, obviously, and uh, it has a lot of talent in it. Uh, I don't think people around the world know as much about it as they ought to. But um, you know, we when Sly James came to Vancouver and we heard what was going on there, we realized right away this was a city where there really was a lot of innovation happening. So mm-hmm. we went down there, and thanks to Kansas, thanks to that event, which was held at the uh, Kaufman Center um, uh, for the Performing Arts, we ended up. Uh, Going to London, England. We're going to Hong Kong. We've gone to New York. We've gone to Seattle. So it's become a kind of a global network now. And uh, so Kansas City is a big. That's why we're coming back. It's really where we started. 
the uh, the North American piece of what we're doing. That's very cool. We're talking to Miro Cernetic, who's the founder of City Age. Uh, you can check it out at cityage.org. The City Age event here in Kansas City is happening on October 29th and 30th, so next week. Uh, Miro, you got a, a strong list of speakers. I just kind of want to go over some of these. Um, I mean, you're going to have mayors, including Mayor Sly James, obviously, and Mary Mark Holland from the Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas side, but also, you know, I mean, there's mayors coming here that I know personally. A city of Little Rock's mayor, uh, we're going to have the mayor of Madison, mayor of Tacoma, I mean, uh, people from Atlanta, I mean, it's uh, people from Texas, mayors of, of different cities. I mean, this is this is not just Kansas City people. You're going to have speakers from all over the country and, and elected officials from all over the country attending, right? Yeah, elected officials and also business executives, and that's that's what's key as well as putting putting our uh, you know our our public uh, sector decision makers uh, in contact and in conversation with the people who have the capital and uh, the resources to to implement these ideas, including the research piece. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm looking here at your list from Kansas City. Obviously, the first day there's going to be presentations from you know the principals of Populous, Jim Heater from the Greater Kansas City Chamber. Uh, Greg Graves, CEO and Chairman of Burns and McDonald. Uh, you're going to be touching on um, Cloud Cities data in the 21st century city. You're going to have the mayor of, of St. Louis. I mean, it's just, it goes on and on. And then obviously uh, more presentations, you said, by Black and Beach. You're going to be talking about smart cities and smart utilities. Uh, and all this is just on day one. The sessions will go from, it looks like you're starting at 8.30 on, on the 29th and going until about 5 uh, on day one. And then day two, is that pretty similar? Yeah, it, it, it ends a little uh, ends around one o'clock, but it's you know similar people. We've got uh, I'm excuse me, I'm going to get a name here, but the uh, you know Esther George from the uh, Federal Reserve Bank is, is uh, Kansas City is coming, and she'll be making an announcement. So you know it's really it's a, it's a very content rich and rich and pretty dense uh, conference in, in terms of information. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know it's, it's it really is. Uh, you know people come to them to to meet each other and really hear what other people are doing in other parts of the country and around the world. That's very cool, and and I like how the conference is is a day and a half. I think those are those lend themselves to a lot of good discussion, and uh, it's it's very good to get high level speakers like you have uh, from policy and from business because of people's busy schedules. So that's exciting. Um, anything else you want to talk about on City Age? It's at cityh dot org, guys. If you want to check it out, but it looks like a pretty exciting event. You know, Mira, I I commend you on all the things you've accomplished, but this is a uh, pretty cool what you're doing here, and, and I'm glad that you're back in Kansas City. Well, we're glad to be back, and uh, we're looking forward to some good barbecue down there. <laughs> That's right. I want to get up to your neck of the woods in Vancouver one day. I've never been up there. I've I've heard it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's good. We're, we're, we're what we eat up here is salmon. Yeah, I love salmon. salmon you know, s- salmon and tofu. That's our kind of our diet. <laughs> we'll have to have some of that someday up there. And uh, appreciate you coming back to Kansas City, Miro Cernetic, who is the founder of. And co-founder, excuse me, of City Age. Uh, check it out at cityage.org. Thanks for listening today to Grill Nation on 980 AM. We'll see you again next week. Have a good one. Take care.